my family and I traveled to the far east of Russia in the summer of 2019, I'd hoped to create a podcast on assorted topics like raising a bilingual toddler, about the different statuses of linguistic minorities in the U.S. and in Russia, and about the surprising lack of fences and the housing developments here. Well, that didn't happen. Instead, this is the story of how some of the people I thought I could trust the most put my relationship to the child I loved more than anything in the world at risk in a foreign country where I was deprived of a father's ordinary rights to protect the child. It's also about the unconventional approach I had to take to salvage my family from the brink of a disaster that some of my closest friends and my wife's family were actively planning and encouraging. It's a story about needing to find a new way to communicate at the risk of losing everything that matters to you. This is episode two of Russia Lost. Because now uh, your, uh, your kid, your kid uh, staying in Russia and you could not take him and go home. So because she told you she is going to call the police and police will come as group. They will be arrested. I gave you warning. My son is in there. Let me in now. About it because uh, when they uh, call a police, it's not it's not a good sign. It's not how you try to see a kid on a regular basis. That's how you try not to see a kid ever. Maybe um, her mother uh, wanted to to fix uh, something and then use uh, this um, sense against you. I mean, we never talked about you being a dick in front of you because we didn't think you would react well to it. They have different laws than you have over there, in your country. So don't be careful like you live in the United States. Russia, different country. Just let me in. I'm gonna play with my son, let me in. If you're gonna keep doing what you're doing... Which is what? There's gonna be a court and they might deport you. But no, we're going... What is, what is he saying about the Russian Federation, please? If you're gonna keep breaking the law in this, in this way, it's like you do, like being aggressive in someone else's house, all these little things, they can just deport you from Russian Federation. Okay. But I think she's decided that, that you are, from her vantage point, from where she is, everything that's happened unhelpful. Really? My first impression of my wife's parents was that they were weird, but by and large harmless. They were both obese. Her father was basically a shut-in, and he insisted on walking everywhere outside the apartment with ski poles, even though when you saw him walking in the apartment, it seemed like he could walk fine. Her mother had started her own real estate business after years as a teacher. She dyed her hair purple, wore narrow glasses, and took close to 30 work-related phone calls on a daily basis. For whatever reason, the phone calls seemed especially likely to occur at times when we were trying to put our son down for naps. The first time I saw Daria erupt in a somewhat frightening, high-pitched, uncontrolled rage was in just one of these times. Daria was breastfeeding Enki on a rainy day in the back of Svetlana's red Honda compact car. Svetlana had been driving us around on essentially fruitless errands for the entire afternoon. Daria lost it when the phone rang and filled the car with a kind of violent outburst, the likes of which I had never seen in the three years that I had known her. Svetlana froze. Her face was expressionless. She did not seem to react in the slightest. 
Almost as suddenly as Daria had exploded, Daria's head bowed to the floor in the back of the car, and she blurted an apology in a whispery tone that resembled a young girl rushing through a prayer in church. I can't remember if Svetlana ended up picking up that phone call or not. I also wasn't able to understand the Russian that Daria spoke during the tantrum. I was always in the dark during family conversations. That one moment when Daria erupted reinforces the fact that Daria's attitude towards her mother could only be called deferential to an extreme. I watched Daria make full use of the vast array of expressions to convey assent and agreement in Russian with her mother on an almost minute-by-minute basis in their conversations. That was true except in these sudden events when it suddenly was not. Needless to say, I was really happy when Daria, Enki, and I moved out of Svetlana and Anatoly's apartment into a rather spacious, inexpensive, and centrally located flat. That was about two weeks after we got to the far eastern city of Komsomolsk Nemoria. You know, at that time, things weren't perfect between me and Daria, but I still found it incomprehensible when she left to move back to the flatlands in her parents' apartment claiming she wanted to spend at least two weeks out there. That was only two weeks after we moved to the new flat. And like I explained in episode one, Daria moved back, but she left a bunch of important stuff out there at the flatland, like Enki's favorite bath toys. She didn't take ownership of the new place. I guess I knew that her parents were basically pressuring her to move back there. Or at least, when she went to visit, they were certainly applying negative emotional consequences when she would leave to come back where she lived with me. Unfortunately, when I expressed my frustration about these delays, it only made things more tense between Daria and I. The real source of these tensions was never at all clear. One trigger were mornings, when responsibilities to get up with Enki weren't clearly delineated. It seemed to me that we were improvising in a fair way, but Daria seemed resentful when she would do mornings and I would sleep. I was often insomniac during the night and needed a nap to recover in the morning. But that was three or four nights per week, so it seemed like we were splitting fairly. This had been true back at home in the States. But here, Daria's rages, when I expressed frustration at behavior management and communication with Enki in the morning, became violent. In these rages, she screamed that she was going to kill me on at least three occasions. Back at home, I knew she had told our friends and family that I had acted out, throwing objects on a few occasions, or that I had broken her computer and camera on one night when she took Enki for the night unexpectedly and shut her phone off, when she took Enki without discussing it with me after a dispute. Two acts of hurtful gatekeeping, along with Daria's way of withholding thoughts, hopes, feelings, opinions, her way of trivializing, her judging and criticizing, her blocking and diverting of communication, her reaction to comments about her domestic responsibilities. All of these things shaped an environment where I was prone to exhibiting anger management problems. I took my feelings out on objects in the house, but nothing had ever been dangerous. There had never been any physical threats to her or my son. In the most notable events, when they weren't there, I broke some of our most valued objects a camera, which we basically shared ownership of, and Daria's computer, which we also shared to a large extent. A nice old MacBook Pro. Alcohol was sometimes involved, 
But I had never blamed it on that, and I think anybody would be wrong to blame these events on alcohol. I apologized, and I tried to talk through what I felt with Daria. Unsurprisingly, these actions of mine did not make Daria any more capable of fixing her own communication issues. Instead, it gave her something to talk about with people like Tiffany and our friend Holmes, and also to my family. But none of them had ever talked to me directly about whether these events should have been labeled abuse. And no one still has, even to this day. None of our friends have discussed with me whether these issues were particular to my relationship with Daria, and they are. None of my other 12 or more long-term girlfriends or my ex-wife would be likely to remark that I was violent, abusive, or even especially prone to anger. No one from back in Massachusetts, and not Daria's parents for sure, no one has talked to me seriously about what it was that Daria may have alleged about my behavior that made her unsure if she should stay married to me. One thing is sure for me, Daria's insulting behavior and rage was much more severe than anything I ever engaged in. More than once she tried to excuse her behavior by attributing her lack of emotional control to the hormonal changes of pregnancy. I was too close and too vulnerable myself to really understand the causes of Daria's behavior that lay beyond Daria herself. I am now sure that the reason for Daria's problematic behavior was the way she was being subjected to psychological abuse by her parents, beginning not only when we arrived in Komsomolska Moria, but also before that, remotely, over the phone. It's a long-term pattern. Daria had told me on October 1st that she was pregnant, we had agreed to keep the news between us for three months. Unbeknownst to me, on the weekend before Halloween, Daria's parents had somehow convinced her to reveal the pregnancy to them. The next three days were more intense between Daria and I than they'd been through all of October. I said some polarizing things about her parents and suggested that we should reconsider the pregnancy given what had been revealed here about her dangerously codependent relationship with her parents. Maybe I suggested it would do more harm than good to us and to Enki to have another child when she was expressing so much resistance to cooperating with our relationship. I didn't know that she had just cemented her toxic bond with her parents even further by secretly revealing her pregnancy to them, and that certainly amplified the emotional chasm between her and I even further. On October 30th, while I was at work, Daria relocated Enki and all their belongings to the flatlands. The next day, Halloween, I went out there in the afternoon and tried to inform her that all of this was really not okay. When I got to the door, Anatoly silently refused to let me in. Daria had to come to the door, just like she would on November 7th. She was far from communicative. And why couldn't you just tell me that you wanted to come in? 
come out and spend the night here. I want to just come home and spend the night here. Yeah, what did you want to do? No, I wouldn't. Why didn't you just tell me that that's what you were going to do? Because I thought that your reaction would be not letting you do that. Not letting you. Okay. How could I do that? Well, the fact is, in a regular relationship, it's a pretty hurtful thing to do, to disappear and act like you're leaving out of the blue. Having the kid changes things. It makes it more difficult to do that. So when people leave, suddenly, without any consent or warning, it becomes a bigger problem than the hurtful thing it is in just a normal relationship with two people. Is that not true? According to what you're saying, you did it anyway. Because you couldn't do it any other way. And you can't, actually. You can't just take the kid without my consent. That's as disregarding my rights, my custody rights, and you've done it repeatedly. It is a misuse of your responsibilities to you, to him and partially to me, because since we're cooperating, everyone knows it's in public, your parents are accomplices, you have made them complicit, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, so what are you going to do? I'm asking you to do. Get counseling, seek counseling now. Not to talk and complain about me, and you can talk about your development, you can talk in Russian, you're not going to play language games, get an appointment. Do what you have to do, get insurance, get an appointment, and you start going to therapy. You start going to counseling. I've been trying to deal with this internally. You have been seeking accomplices in your parents. That's wrong. And they, you made them complicit, so that's a problem. What's the solution? It starts with counseling. And you can deal with this issue in a counselor, the snatching of the kid. My, beha my behavior is consistent. I'm telling you, fix the problem. I've said that from the beginning. Fix the problems, sort it out, and fix your problems more deeply. And you can't take him and keep him here without my consent. He comes here to visit one or two days, one or two nights a week. When I have ahead of time, when I've given my consent, unless there's some emergency. Maybe then, when you've taken him, that was, there was no emergency. You cannot explain taking him away without getting my consent on any basis other than really to inflict psychological harm on me. What you've done has been wrong. I'm vulnerable here, okay? I'm out in your country. I don't really speak the language. You've taken advantage of that. It was a difficult two-hour conversation. I was obviously unhappy. But what she said in response to my criticisms, even accusations, was revealing. Any initial reactions? You are. Right. I'm right. So, are you going to seek counseling? I think you need to say, I'm going to do it. So, you just said to me, that is child abuse. And I said, you need to seek counseling. And you said, I'll think about it. That's what just happened? Yeah, but you don't have anything you want to say. Mm -hmm. And you don't have anything you want to say. What do you have to think about? Of what I just heard. What did you just hear? You want me to repeat everything you just said? I just want to know, I just want some confirmation that we're on the same page right now. Well, the first thing I said is it's gonna help me. What, what, what I achieved here? And what would that be? How do you feel that? When you get it, when you start it, I'll be happy to give you some other things to talk about when you go. Because you're not talking to me about it. And then at some point, you'll have to start talking to me about it. When the counselor meets you, he'll help you, or he or she will help you figure out what you need to do in order to avoid these problems. Solutions, different ways of thinking, all that. I've tried to give you counseling. I've tried to tell you what I think. It's not helping. You need to start now, and you need to start before you have another kid. Taking him like that. This whole thing, this whole game of bringing everything and staging the thing or escape or whatever it is, Seven months ago, it didn't really matter. He's just a little baby. It matters now. Okay, it actually is harm now to him. It's not. Before it was abusing your rights and privileges as a parent to leave like that. You have to fix it. I said it the other day. You have to fix it. 
And what is that child abuse? Yeah, I'm taking him away from him. No. That you're violating my custody rights. Not once. Not because you forgot to ask. And you admit it. Do you know what happened to child abusers and their accomplices? Who do not seek counseling and try to repair their behavior. In this world. They lose custody of their kid. child abusers can continue to do child abuse in this country and keep custody of their kids. That's what you're implying? Mm -hmm. In America, maybe. And you said, in America. So what does that imply? Whatever I said did convince her to bring Enki with her back to the city that evening. I want you to deal with your issues so we can go on and have a healthy child. That's why I'm here talking to you. He's going to be healthy if he's away from all the fighting. If it was that simple, why didn't you just sit me down one day and say, I think I'd like to go live at my parents' house. Why don't you take some time and think about that? And maybe in a day or two, or a week, I'm going to move all my stuff over there and spend maybe a few weeks there. You didn't do that, okay? That's the difference between what you're defending. Yeah, if you did that, and you were just trying to stop all the fighting, okay, and maybe I wouldn't have, I would have agreed to it, or I would have given out my reasons why not, but you didn't do that. That's why I'm not going to leave him here. But you basically, by doing it over and over and over again, and not listening, not making a discussion, prior, and not negotiating prior, all conversation of agreeing doesn't matter. You didn't try. But in any way, I said we should leave apart and figure out the custody. Alright, so you talked about it once when we were in another country before we even got here, lived in this house, moved to a different apartment together. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> that has nothing, and it doesn't, and it, that's after you were already engaging in this type of behavior in Worcester do, going, doing the Holmes and Giselle thing. Well, the thing is, we can't be together. And he can't stay with you right now, because he needs me more than you right now. If you're talking about any custody, it's not going to happen today. He can't stay the full day with you without me being there. I don't want to be there. Now, okay, that argument would have worked if you hadn't already violated my custody rights on multiple occasions. I'm not saying he can't stay with you here another night. Is that what I said? No, I never said that once. I'm saying, I'm not leaving him here right now. He did not come here with my consent, and that's not happening anymore. We're going back. What you do after that, it will show how reasonable you are. And it will show if you're actually committed to making any changes, or if you think that you're going to just keep trying to get away with it, because in America, that's what happens in America. Child abusers in custody of the kids. If you promise to do it, and do it, and drop him off before you go to your class, in the next two hours, by the way, so that's, 
You might as well just go now. That's what I'm saying. But, okay, if you promise to do that, yeah, you can call me a cab and I'll go back right now. If you do it. What? I'm going to bring him to the place at 6. At 5.40. I took care of him at our apartment while Daria taught her Spanish class. After class, her mother came by, planning to take them both back to the flatlands. I told Daria that Enki was too tired, and he was still too sick with a cold, to ride all the way out there, after 9 p.m. She agreed, and she began feeding him to sleep. In a somewhat coarse, but I think defensible move, I put Daria's boots in a cupboard. And then I went outside, and I told Svetlana to go home. I grabbed Daria's backpack out of the car, and I went back upstairs. We had dinner. Daria talked to Svetlana on the phone and told her to go home. The morning of the next day, November 1st, was tense again as I put my case somewhat forcefully to Daria that I was really opposed to the way that Svetlana was meddling in our relationship and in our raising of Enki. Daria agreed a lot, but then she also made odd defenses of her newfound closeness with her mother on the basis, for instance, that now that she had a child, she understood unconditional love the unconditional love that a mother feels for her children. It was a phrase that I'd never heard her use before. I made some polarizing statements, saying that I wanted a restraining order against Svetlana. And all this, Daria barely seemed to be listening. She blankly recited that she was happy to be a teenager again, and was so grateful to her parents for helping her now. She was so happy that she could finally accept their help in a way that she never had for most of her adult life, where she lived far away, in Brazil, in Moscow, in the United States, largely supporting herself. That afternoon, Svetlana came by and acted strangely in our apartment. Then, while I was out at class, Daria and Enki disappeared with her back to the flatlands, and they went no contact. Over the next several days, the only person I could reach was Svetlana. I tried calling Daria and Anatoly as well, but they didn't pick up. When Svetlana would answer, it would usually be late at night, after 10 p.m., when there was no chance of speaking to Daria or Enki. You showed us? Even with my poor Russian, I could tell that she was acting intentionally confusing and evasive. For instance, when I asked, where's my son? She declared proudly, Enki's at home. Dasha's at home, meaning at the flatlands. Da, где Dasha и мой сын? Где? Enki дома. Da. And when I asked her where she was, she pretended not to understand me. Where is 
Okay. Я говорите Даша, скажите. Позвонила, да? Да. Сейчас. Хорошо, скажу сейчас. Спасибо. As that week went on, I wanted to talk at least to Daria's father, so I could confirm that they understood that I wanted to see Enki by Thursday. Anatoly spoke English. He'd been a Russian to English interpreter. So at one point I called Svetlana, and I asked her for Anatoly's number. No. Yeah. At that time, she attempted to blow me off, saying, Talk to whoever you want, Jason, but Daria... Well, then I cut her off. Text me Anatoly's phone number. I said, in a tone of voice which I think is probably the, really the most aggressive that I've used throughout this whole series of events. Well, Anatoly refused to answer my calls. He did call after dinner that evening, which was November 5th. I didn't pick up. I messaged him that I'd like to talk to him tomorrow, but we never got that conversation. Instead, the next time I heard from anybody out there was when I was already in the cab on November 7th in the morning. Daria messaged that she had already video chatted to my mom with Enki for her birthday. That wasn't what I asked for, I replied. And then, in a few minutes, I was ringing their bell. After Daria finally let me in, I was playing with Enki for about two minutes. And then my recorder ran out of batteries. It was then that Svetlana entered our room and stepped in against the door and hovered directly over me and Enki. Hello, Jason, she pronounced. Strastvoichi, Jason, in Russian. Leave, please, I said, standing up. I calmly gestured for her to leave, and I closed the door slightly, but she refused to budge and held her foot against the door, and then she became belligerent. In the coming weeks, I reached out to Daria's sister, Natasha, about what happened, and she recited a distorted version of how Svetlana refused to leave us alone, Daria, Enki, and I. I don't know, like this, this time when you came to our house, to our apartment, and the, like you, like you pushed our mother out of the, out of the room, and uh, like, like they kind of didn't feel safe, let's say, in their own house. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't like this. Okay. I had a toy and I started playing with them and we played for about maybe a minute or two minutes. And then your mom comes in. We're, we're near the door. She comes in. She comes in the door. She's standing over us. And she just starts saying, hi, Jason. Jason, hi, Jason. And I was just like, please, just go out. You know, I'm here to play with my kid. I do not want to have this conversation. This behavior is not normal. I'm not going to act normal. And I did stand up. The idea that I pushed her out of the room is... Anyway, this whole thing is on... This whole thing from the time I was at the door 
I didn't have the part where maybe may I didn't have the part where she comes in the room, but the whole thing is on. I recorded everything. Um. Anyway, look. It uh, so. Yes. Hello. Uh huh. Yeah. So that was mo that was not that was not pleasant. Uh, okay. Like uh, I will try to remember. Uh, uh, like the, 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 not the whole thing was on the recording. There was like some skipping, and so like there was this fighting between like uh, who didn't say hi, like who was pushing, or like about this. And uh, um, okay. Uh, they asked you to, to leave, like because you were uh, not polite, and they. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. No, they did not. They did not ask me to leave. No, they did. I did not hear anything about asking me to leave until okay. until later on. Yeah. And the... wait, wait. But they didn't. No, they started talking about calling the police before they asked me to leave. And also, you were yes being rude and aggressive uh, to, to them. So this is was their concern. So, who was being more rude and aggressive? Actually, you listen to the tape. I mean, who was being more rude and aggressive? <laughs> I simply stated my my issues with having my child taken for six days. I simply repeated that over and over again. Was I? Yes. Did that? What did they say? What are all, you're skipping over all of the things, the rude and aggressive things that they said? Uh, no, I remember all that like shouting and um, uh, like what they were insisting on is that you uh, like you were uh, rude, you didn't say hello, and you tried to push uh, my mother with the door out of the room. No, and so I did not push anybody. I suggested and moved the door slightly. She was standing in the way of it. So there's, and I, I, so this was not an aggressive push. This was a gentle, slight push. If I'd wanted to push anybody, I would have, it, it would have actually pushed somebody and they would have moved. Okay, but considering <laughs> like your physical, like how you're much taller and much stronger, uh, they consider it to be like with my kid in it being held in a locked door and not taking my phone calls for a week. Mom, father, Jason, you can't talk to my mother like that. You, it, they, her I don't care if we're at her house. She took my kid without my permission, brought him here, locked the door. Jason, Go ahead, talk. All right. I'm listening. I'm listening, Sveta. I came here to play with my kid. If you want to interrupt me and talk, go ahead. Okay, well, I didn't want to talk to her. Well, you could have said hi. No. 
You are not the boss right now. Who is your phone calls? And she doesn't even speak my language. And you guys didn't answer the phone. You're the ones who speak my language who I can communicate with. She didn't let you communicate with me. Don't raise your voice here. The only way I get hurt here is if I raise my voice. We'll listen to you. Don't yell in this house. Okay. You just promised to be quiet and friendly. That's why we let you in. My mom came in to say hi. You just say hi. And no, she, thank you. No, she came in to interrupt me playing with the kid. No. Yes. I'll give you two minutes. My mouth will not open for two minutes. Go ahead. We have time here, not you. Only about two minutes after Svetlana had come in and interrupted us and the confrontation began, Anatoly was screaming basically that he was committed to calling the police and that he wasn't going to accept any other answer from Svetlana. And meanwhile, I guess I'm speaking pretty forcefully here, but I was actually already sitting down when all of this interaction with Anatoly about calling the police occurred. And as far as the reasons being shouted for calling the police, what you hear over and over again is this is this is their house. And it's quite clear that they see the police call as a way to intimidate me and to prove that they're in charge in their own house. And a big part of that is the fact that I'm a foreigner. It becomes explicit at a number of times over the course of the recording. From my perspective, at any point, they could have just walked out of the room and everything would have de-escalated. But Anatoly was set on Svetlana calling the police. Call them, baby. Call them, baby. Zvanit Kroha, he said over and over again. Okay, go ahead, give your account. No, I have a right to be here if my kid's here. Okay, well, you're not letting me play with my kid. Well, apologize to my parents for being rude and you'll play If they apologize with me for for taking my kid without my permission and violating my custody rights and promise to get therapy. That was my decision. She drove the car, she's done it multiple times, and we're in their house, we're behind their locked door. I have taken the cab, it doesn't matter what I do. We're behind their locked door, okay? So that's, they're the ones who actually have the kid in their possession. They're the actual kidnappers. You can play this kid if you want. Apologize to them and you can play with him. I wouldn't even be here if you hadn't stolen my kid and brought him over here and locked the door. That was my decision. I took that decision. It's their door. You know, it becomes obvious that I'm not a physical threat. Anatoly also starts rationalizing this choice to call the police or his absolute insistence on it by... uh, exaggerating this idea that I'm going to stay there until the evening. I'm going to stay there all night. That's why she has to call the police in order to get me out right away. So it's kind of a convenience argument that he's throwing out. So please, apologize to them. You can spend time with them and then leave. 
Maybe if you had picked up my phone calls, this wouldn't be happening. And he's... Yeah. He's coming with me. So, and like you said, that if I leave, uh, guess who's coming with me? So, like, you intended to take Enki with you. And, uh, like, what I heard is. Uh, <laughs> In their minds. Well, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't just because of your mere presence, but because of uh, how you talked and how you acted, like with pushing and trying to take Enki, uh, because you said you would leave with him. Look, Natasha, I suggested for a second that I would like to take him if I were to leave. So that happened one time. That happened for that, that instant where I suggested that I could exercise my legal right over my child to take him somewhere. That lasts about two seconds. People came over and they were threatening to physically stop me. Okay? And I, did, I never made a single other move to leave with the child. So can you talk about that? Yes, yes. Okay, you think you like you were not being aggressive, but they considered uh, uh, that you were. So they felt like some threat, and they decided to call the police, just not to let the things like get escalated. They wanted like to prevent any escalation. Like considering that there was a small child present, they didn't want the things to get more messy. Let's say. Okay, yeah, they Okay. I can't understand what you're talking about. So it says I should stay here. So because she told you she is going to call the police, and police will come as group. You will be arrested and take it out, take you out of this place. You know, it's like a hooligan. Yeah. I've been sitting here. Mother, you can't see this right to stay here. Crocker. If you apologize. Give me his class, please. If you apologize to them right now. If you, if you, if you, if you, if you that's assault. 
Звони в полицию. Да никто тебе не трогает. Полиция тебя возьмет. Why? How am I hooligan? I've been sitting in this chair. Да, да, What exactly are you going to tell them right now? I don't think you want to do that because then there'll be a record of the fact that you took this kid without my permission for the last five days. No one forced you to behave this way. You could have been friendly and say hi. Мне нужно вызвать полицию. You acted aggressively, you tried to take a child while he was not properly dressed and the child has barely recovered from his illness. I never even stood up with him. Do you realize that? I never, I grabbed his coat. I grabbed his winter coat. That's what they're talking about as yes. the act of trying to take him and leave him without him being properly dressed. I never even stood up from the couch during this time. So this whole thing that you're holding to, I just would really like you to think about it a little bit more, but go ahead. I never even stood up from the couch, Natasha. I did not try to take him. I suggested that it was my legal right to take him, and I would have properly dressed him were I to do that. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, the, the, this part when you were, uh, like, actually trying to take, like, the coat or whatever, this was not on the recording, but as I said, there were, like, some skippings. This is what I, uh, this is what they said, that you tried, and so I assume this happened before. No, the, ta the part where, the only part where I said anything about taking the kid, where I said, guess who's, if I leave, guess who's coming with me? That's what, that's the part that they're talking about. That, when, I, when that happened, I did not even stand up from the couch with him. I just reached over and I grabbed his winter coat, his warm winter coat, and then they started to come over. They threatened to assault me at that point and to push me down and stop me. So I just put the coat down and I never mentioned anything about it again. Then your father starts screaming about, oh, you know, he's trying to steal the kid. He's trying to steal the kid. Now we really need to call the cops. And then he kept saying scandali, scandali, scandali. He had already said scandali, scandali. Okay. Okay, but and I, it was for enough. one second, and I never even stood up from the couch at that point. So to say that that was an actual, real—that's uh, the motivation for them to call the police. So let's talk about how they called the police. Your mother called the police three times over the next forty-five minutes to make sure that they came while I sat there calmly. If I'm and so what? I'm going to sit here and be you calm with my kid. No, they're not going to arrest me for sitting here calmly with my kid. Это иностранец, yeah. и он, у нас маленький ребенок, он собирается похитить ребенка. Этот что? Что этот же конечный американец. Прохитит? Да. Прохитит. Он ребенку отец. Да, я его знаю, он отец ребенка. Отец ребенка. Собирается похитить ребенка.
So Svetlana needs to reassert her dominance in the whole family, or the apartment at least. And then what she actually says to the police is that a man came into our house. Uh, he was acting crazy and caused a riot. We have a small child here. And he tried to take the child. And then after the police operator starts asking a few other questions, she, she adds finally, he's the child's father. Yeah, he's the child's father. Yeah, He's a foreigner. It's our daughter's child. She lives here. It's too late to treat me like a normal polite person while you already stole my top of five days. That happened for a reason. It didn't just happen. That happened because. Yeah. Okay, then you talk. Apologize to my mom for yelling at her in her house. Apologize to her in Russian for okay. yelling at her. I'm sorry I lost my temper. So. So uh, yeah, no, this is part of my problem. Actually. You came here to complain. You are, tr you are forcing me to talk right now. So after that first call kind of falls flat, Svetlana starts trying to think of who she can call at the police station, uh, who on the police force she knows through her real estate dealings or some other friend network, um, who she can call to actually make sure that someone, someone will respond to this call because it's obviously not a call that is going to be considered urgent. So she calls again, meanwhile, Enki's playing the harmonica and I'm clapping along. <coughs> Natasha's overall explanation of this when I when I talked to Dara's sister Natasha on the phone, after she listened to the tape, was really pretty outlandish. differences, uh, like background differences, misunderstanding, um, because you've been like thinking and acting about this with American mentality and they are acting about this with the Russian mentality. So then at the apartment, Daria and her mother were talking and talking about what connections they might be able to use at the police department. And Anatolia continues to egg Svetlana on and uh, ask her to manipulate the situation. So you're saying you took him because? I know it doesn't matter to you. I'll tell you what, because your mom felt like it. You took it because your mom felt like taking it. She felt like doing it from deception and taking it. I'm not talking to you. You don't want to think about that because you just want to do everything that she says. You think that that's the way to get out of this problem, but it's not. The way to get out of this problem is to grow up. That was my decision. I took it. 
You didn't act alone, period. And you're his mother. When it comes to it, dude. I don't know what. You came here to play, play. Tell her to leave the room, please. She's still, she's talking on the phone, she's doing all this crap. She wants that her Yeah, no, of course, I've, I've have made some progress. It's true. Thank you. Good, good. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe like there is like like misunderstanding or some like cultural differences. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, guys, guys. I'm sorry to be talking like this. notifying you wouldn't return your calls for uh, like five days or like I understood you had some like some communication but um, and she like she went to her parents house 
and okay uh, like uh, like the point was not about him dressing dressing him anymore uh, like um they just didn't feel like safe and comfortable uh, so they asked you to, to leave because you were being aggressive so like let's say if you again if you were in america and you acted like this in someone else's house even with your child there like do you, would you expect people to call police in this case if if they feel like you're threatening their like house um, like their peace and safety i'm trying to play with the kid what do you see me trying to do right now do it at someone's home i should respect that это мой дом it's your house, it's your house, but you took my kid here without my permission. It's not just your kid. So? It's not just your kid. Yeah, but you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And you agreed to go and live somewhere else with him, so we consensually brought him there. That doesn't grant you custody rights over the kid. You didn't want to leave here. You left. So what? Yeah, I didn't want to live here. Neither did you. You moved out with me. I want to stay here. No. Why did you go and find an apartment then? I did not. How did I force? Who forced you? Who forced you? No. They you they manipulated you and forced you to come back here. In to do anything. Look. That was entirely my decision. So let me just say this. Let me just say this fairly. If you wanted to split and have me live somewhere else and have you live here, then we should have gotten an apartment closer to this one because we planned to go live there and to come here and visit. Now, if you really seriously wanted and had said anything about... Uh, well, yo, look, if you wanted to do that, then we should have gotten a place close by where I could actually get here. I can't get out here. And even on a day when I don't have to work, I don't want to go back and forth. So if you actually wanted to do that plan... Then we would. I would have. Then you should have said something, and then I would have said, "Let's get a place closer." I'll, okay, I, or I'll have to be in between or something. You insisted on getting that place. It was close, and you were going to work there, and you were ready to go and move out there. And then they started getting in on you. They started bothering you, and they nothing. That was my decision. So, you know, that's that's almost the one thing that I wanted to say. If we came out here is if you want to split custody and go back and forth or something, it needs yeah. to be closer together. And try to custody. Let's see what they see. Oh, no, I'm talking about we already have joint custody. Court has to decide. No, it's naturally shared custody between mother and father. Naturally, mother and father have shared custody. That's maybe in your country. Here, mother. Have you actually have you actually looked at the websites about Russian law? You've looked at a website about Russian law, and you're telling me it says that the parents don't naturally have joint shared custody. 
when they do, when you go to court, they consider multiple factors ahead of time. It's a shared custody unless you take legal action, which you haven't done anything for. Что ты хочешь? Судиться или что? Скрывается где-то. В каких-то э, других квартирах. Она нигде не скрывается. Она живет открыто и законно. Okay, well taking the kid with I deceive Go ahead, say that again. No. You said, I think what you said was, <coughs> I'm going to leave this place and then I'm never going to see my kid again. Is that what you said, Tolia? No. What did I you said say? I told the aggressive, they're scared, they're old man, you're young, strong, they can behave like a like gangster. Oh. Record it, it's like a gangster, you're family, we have breakfast, you came in and we became scandal here. Well. You break the law. Return my phone call. Return my phone call. We have different law than you have over there in your country. So then we can let you in the United States. You live in Russia. Russia different country. Сколько тебе говорить? Ты по-русски уже два года учишь язык. Толя, это вообще не придела. Ну и все. No, I asked for him and me together to call her from my house. That's what I At one point, Svetlana actually began to offer to bring me out of the house to buy me a winter coat. And basically, in order to get me out before the police got there. Jason, 
Наступает зима, тебе нужна теплая одежда. Я могу тебе помочь купить. Не надо купить. Если ты хочешь, я могу поиски тебя в магазине. Потому что я вижу, что одет он плохо, не по-зимнему. Сегодня... На свои деньги не покупай, Проха. Пап, сегодня уже минус выше. Дальше может быть минус 15, и в твоей одежде тебе будет нет, на самом деле, чисто по-человечески, мне хочется ему помочь, потому что нет теплой одежды. And it was it was really at that moment that I realized that oh now I ha have to stick around until the police do get here, um, so at least I'll be able to know what's being said uh, once they're there and to show that you know I was calm and that this was not a situation that deserved a police call in any way. You don't you don't want to wait for yourself. You want to wait for the police. You know if they come and I'm not here, like I said, I feel like that's worse. Fair enough. Why did he leave? Oh, he ran away. I mean. What do you want them to do exactly? The thing is, I can't leave. No, but I can't leave now because I'm waiting for the police. For one thing. If you leave, we can cancel. If you say you already left, they don't have to come. If you call them now, tell them not to come, so I don't have to wait for them. And then you agree that I can yeah. see him on Saturday. I'll call them right after you leave. I'm right. not sure you will leave if they call. If you call them I'm and tell them, them, well, that's oh. when I'll leave. Because right now I'm waiting for the police to come so it doesn't look like I ran away. I don't feel like it's safe and good for him to see you like this. Till you come down. You're not coming down. You're kicking my parents out of their house. You're yelling at them at their place. That's not how you try to see your kid on a regular basis. That's how you try not to see your kid ever. Taking the kid by deceiving me without my permission I'm over and over deceiving. and over again is not a way. You deceived me on Friday. I felt in danger and I left. You that did not feel in danger. Well, okay, tell me, excuse me, tell me on what basis you felt in danger. Go ahead. On Friday. I have a very long list. Tell me on what I'm basis not. you felt in danger on Friday. give you that list right now. I don't need the list. I just need Friday. I just need Friday. I just need the last one. You didn't, didn't let us leave. I felt I've been kept there On Friday. against my will. Yeah. How was how that? How did I possibly do that? You closed the door, you didn't let me leave. Okay, and but the kid needed to sleep. I told you to put him to sleep, and you did, and you agreed to stay. You stayed I by agree. We had dinner. I didn't. We no, I didn't. Yes, you did. You stayed in bed. I went down and told your mom to leave. I got your backpack and came back you up. yelled at her. No, I said, go home, mm -hmm. and I said, bye. I Russia. said he's sleeping. When you talk, talk to people who are older than you, you use te. You mm -hmm. use the polite word. Уезжай те, пожалуйста. They're polite words. You oh, can't okay. just... Well, you don't tell them you go home without please. Even if you don't know te. Huh. That's the first time I've ever even said иди те. I said иди те. That's a voice. I said иди те домой. I said, yeah, I did. I said, Edith Damoy. I said polite form. I did not say Edith Damoy. I said Edith Damoy. So if she said I said that, 
then that's wrong. I said Edith Damon. Right now, I don't know. Well, then you're. Then why are you hinging it I on that? I wasn't there. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe you do. I can't be sure about that. And it was, well, during that time where we're kind of just sitting around waiting for the police after Svetlana had called, I think, um, either three or four times in total. During this time, Daria snapped multiple times. Um, I cannot leave here. They will not come. They will not come. You can hear them. You can hear my mom calling behind the door. You just have to close the door first. Please go, Jason. That's been enough. Go. It's been enough. Please. Take your clothes and go. Go. The, I, what Dude. am I going to trick you and do? I'm not... If you're you... going to sit. Or you're going to try to take him. Or whatever. I don't know. What well, then say that We're not going to call them again. That's not how it works. Because it's not... I'm asking you to leave. It's I, been enough. You called the police. I cannot exactly. leave here while I'm waiting for the police to come. Please, I'll be happy if you spend the night there. <laughs> and I'm expecting to see him on yeah. Saturday. Oh, yeah. You're just in trouble. You're in trouble because... You're in trouble because of them. And you're putting your son in trouble. I sure am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're going through this. I'm sorry we had to come here and go through this. How about we get on the phone while we pack your stuff? Okay. And the police get there and Svetlana starts going on and on with kind of all of these faulty, distorted reasons for calling the police. Mainly that I was, well, that I was acting scandalously, that I threatened them, um, that I really tried to take Enki out uh, improperly dressed for the cold and as if, as if this was the reason for calling the police. Um, so as I basically went on telling lies to the police for 20 or more minutes, the only thing I could really understand was what Daria was willing to translate for me. And um, what she translated was pretty disturbing. You're not going to be allowed to come here. We'll have to go to court first and see what they decide in terms of custody. And then you can see him. If custody decides that you can see him. Wait, no, no, hold on. Why? Because that's how it works. I'm not planning to come in.
Oh, I wasn't planning on coming back here. Though. But I'm, I think I, I am still planning to see him in town on Saturday. We'll go to court first, and then we'll see him. How long does that take? Uh, Um, and also, wait, Nisa Glassin, at the Vremini, Nisa Glassin. But ultimately, I couldn't say that much, and so I just had to leave. Can you explain that to me? What are you saying? Are you recording this? You what, record are, this. what are you saying, please? If you're not taking care of him properly, I told them that you're not dressing him properly. What? It's cold. No. I dress him the same way that she does. That's... No. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> What, are, what is he saying about the Russian Federation, please? If you're gonna keep breaking the law in this in this ways, like you do, like being aggressive in someone else's home, don't not dressing him properly, and all these little things, they can just deport you from Russian Federation, okay. and you won't be allowed to come back. Okay, but we will talk uh, about deportation, that. Deportation. Deportation. Okay, but in the court. Translate this for me, but that will be discussed in the court. 
Почему в суде? Если он будет ломиться... Толя, это да, да. только суд решает. У нас такие законы. Почему? Почему? Если, нарушать, если он да. будет нарушать законодательство Российской Федерации... I left the apartment around noon uh, and I was ready to wait until Saturday to see if Daria and Enki would come out to meet me at the Lenin statue near our apartment in the city, which was kind of a public place where I offered us to go and have a you know, impartial conversation. Bye, Google Head. Bye, Mr. Wiggles. Я вот он держит на руках детей, я забоюсь о детях. Толя, пап, ну ладно, давай сейчас без Но он I didn't see Daria and Enki on Saturday. She texted at the last minute saying uh, we can't make it today. I sent a long email to the consulate, the American consulate in Vladivostok nearest consulate which was a 10 hour trip away uh, I got a compassionate response but they did little more than recommend for me to look at a list of English speaking lawyers that I could access on their website I drafted a letter for lawyers describing my situation I reached out to Daria's sister Natasha that's not my main problem my main problem is that I haven't seen my kids since yeah, November yeah. 1st <laughs> yeah. uh, like you know what how I see it, uh, like, okay, there is a like, problem between the, the two of you, like the, the personal, and uh, I, I cannot get into the, it's like, I cannot, uh, like, decide for, for you, or like, I, I don't know, this is complicated, you, you can see it, sure. and, uh, but um, um, she is like, not, um, She's not against you seeing Enki, but as I understand, 
like when you get like the, the three of you like uh, get together you cannot uh, keep it uh, you know like out uh, um, this personal thing between the two of you. you you cannot keep it up so like as uh, anytime you you like with Andy you are playing but then still the two of you start to discuss the, like the relationship and you and this gets uh, uh, you know things messy and uh, complicated uh, so it, it cannot it, like it cannot be just like you seeing Andy uh, you know it always keeps involving like you could the two of you discuss your personal relationship so like you two cannot keep it out um so or like when you came to our apartment to, to, to our parents also like you got into argument discussing your personal relationship and the things got messy so what is the, the, the way uh, like she would be happy to for you to see Enki but she wants like uh, she wants to keep him out of, of this like she doesn't want him to uh, see how you like argue and fight uh, and th- th- this just keeps happening but unfortunately with Natasha, although I was looking for support, I was looking for an advocate, I was looking for someone to mediate between myself and Daria and in getting time with Enki, what I ended up getting was a lot of reasons for why I couldn't see Enki, which were basically being relayed from Svetlana and Daria and Anatoly through Natasha. And your parents start saying all this stuff about he doesn't dress him warmly enough, la la la. Not one of them not Daria, not your mom, not your dad, has ever talked to me about that as the reason that I can't see my kid. So if they, they told you that, they told the cops that, they haven't talked to me about that. Daria has never said that as the reason. So something well, is going there, on there. Maybe there were like other things. You said there were like many other points like you you talked about uh, well you should just agree guys on this uh, like on every specific point that everybody would be comfortable with and uh, she asked you to go to pharmacy to bring some medicine for him and you like threatened you would hit her if she wouldn't let you sleep and you said it wasn't like no big deal and uh, so she doesn't feel it's like safe both for her or for Enki because like he wouldn't attend to his need uh, when there was a need like he needed medicine and you wouldn't you refused to go to to the pharmacy to bring him so okay well so she cannot be like relaxed yes and those conversations with Natasha went in circles literally for hours. Um, and somehow you could see things moved from me never being allowed to go there up to the Plashatka again, which was what was said while the police were there, 
to somehow it being the only place where uh, Svetlana and Daria would allow me to spend time with Enki or Daria, which was absurd. Well, at this point, Daria is totally insisting on like meeting in Plashatka apartment. And from a legal point of view, like for, for you, it's no riskier than any other place. She will let me know like her conditions. You let me know your conditions. We can make some like, solution in between. Sign a paper or I don't know, just put like all the points, what has to be done or what shouldn't be done, which topics to be avoided, which words, which actions to be avoided. We can set it out clearly. We will try to make it like you just go into the room, nobody will come to interrupt you, nobody will come to say hello, like nobody will try to do anything as long as you stay quiet and play in, in the room with Enki and not try to get him out or whatsoever. We can agree on this point by point. You have equal risks and equal protection in either apartment. Wait, who's protecting me? Who's protecting me, Natasha? Nobody's protecting me anywhere. Like, uh, legally-wise, you have, like, the, the same rights, uh, either there or there, and the same risks. But That's she... not true. Why? Why not? Because I was almost arrested at your parents' apartment. Because they, because being in the same apartment with them, because being in their apartment is a risk of a scandale, period. Your parents are a risk of a scandale. They show that on the tape. Being here, there's no risk of a scandale. And if there is, Daria can just leave. I, and I can stay here and I'm fine. If if I'm at Plashadka and they call about a scandale, well, now I have to stay again and wait for the police to come and deal with it again. Or I have to run away. No. Natasha, you need to think about this because you're not thinking clearly. You're trying to defend their choice and their decision to not compromise. Well, because... You're not their lawyer, Natasha. You're the head of the family, and you need to think about what should possibly go on here for the best interest of the child. I am, I am, but, at, like, I'm t t telling you that apparently she, she has a strong reason not to want to be in Gore's apartment. Okay, then I've offered to go to a nearby restaurant with a child's play area. Address that. Okay, I will talk, speak with her about this. I, I don't know. The fact is that they had no cause to prevent me, the other guardian of Enki, from seeing him for days or weeks at a time. And so Natasha basically fell back into reciting all these strange, fatuous um, rationalizations. She had basically gotten from talking with Svetlana and Anatoly and Daria and oftentimes, you know, throwing out her own kind of watered-down version of the Russia is a different country with different laws um, type of intimidation that Anatoly had used multiple times um, that morning of November 7th. Natasha's version was, you know, it's cultural differences. It's reasonable. Yes. 
Everything had been calm for over an hour and a half. Everything was calm. Look, Natasha, here's my problem. Everything was calm before the second call to the police. Everything was definitely calm before the third call to the police. Everything was definitely calm for an hour. I was calm. It was Daria. It was your father who were still being abusive and shouting for the next hour while we waited for the police to come and while I asked them to end the call. So, I mean, do you not see a problem? Do you, does not, at, at least does that not <laughs> contribute to, does not, does that not help you understand why I do not feel comfortable having my first meeting with my son over there? That should at least help you understand that. Yes. Y- y- yes. Like, I understand why you wouldn't leave, like, before the police comes. This is like some of your some like your American thing. <coughs> uh, like this was I, I don't know this would I don't know bring you into trouble. Well, also Natasha, if if I had left, then I would not even know what your what your mother and Daria and your father said to the police. So how responsible would that be? Now I know what they said. I have it on a recording. I showed you what they said to the police. So that was responsible for me to do. That was the responsible thing to do. That was not an American thing to do. That was the responsible thing to do as a responsible father, trying to make sure I know what's going on where my son is. Okay, but you you were saying that you you would leave if they called the police and cancel the call. Um, um, and they were insisting on doing other, like vice versa. You leave first and then they call the police and cancel like yeah but that doesn't make sense (laughs) in the US the police would have come and then we would have started talking about why he had been away from me for six days without any consent and at that point I'm not exactly sure what would have happened I'm not sure what would have happened at that point And I'm not sure. The thing is, if I was Russian and I could have communicated with the police, as the police officer says multiple times, if I had said everything that had happened and then said, and I want to take the kid back to the apartment where where we reside, even though, you know, we may be registered here, but I I want us to go back to where we reside. I think I could have done that in the Russian context as well if I spoke Russian. But your parents, they instead were able to just give their story make it all about the way he's dressing and the scandale, which the behavior of your father and, and, and Daria was much more of a scandale than anything that I did. Like what, what she, the, the police asked her uh, if you, the, the two of you live together and she said, no, I left him uh, one week ago. Because uh, she said, I wasn't feeling there safe in that apartment. And I wasn't feeling that my baby is safe there because he was depriving him of medical treatment. Uh, he wouldn't let me <coughs> like, provide him medical treatment and he wouldn't dress him properly. So I, can, I like felt that he neglected the child. Yeah, that's a complete, that's a lie. That was a lie that she lied to the police. She distorted okay. and lied to the police. That's not good okay. behavior, Natasha. I need you to think about why she's acting like that. 
No, she asked you whether, like, you should call an ambulance, not you specifically, but she, she was, like, seeking your advice, whether you should call an ambulance or go to pharmacy, and you told her, shut up, or I will hit you. No way. Well, this is what she said. Yeah, that was a lie, Natasha. She lied to the police. She lied and to the police. Is, Do you understand that? This, yeah, and this is what she told to me. When I talked her last, uh, last week on the phone, this is what she told me. That you threatened threaten her uh, like to, to, to hit her, to hurt her. If like, because you wouldn't let, let uh, she, she wouldn't let uh, let you sleep, and you were sleeping, and she was like uh, talking about this. No. Well, you know, like, I, I told you, I don't want to go into this like the the thing, the personal thing between the two of you. What I'm trying to do is to like to find a way for you to see Enki. Okay, thank you. You know, I'd like to see my son as soon as possible and spend time with him. I don't know. That's why I had you listen to this tape. That's the primary reason, is to show that it's not okay for me to go over there, even if they say it is, even if they invite to take me out first, even if anything... And one event that kept coming up was that Halloween night, uh, October 31st, where I went out and told Svetlana to leave because Enki was going to stay in the city because it was late and he was tired and he had still been sick. Um, this event where I had acted forcefully but really harmlessly got turned into this reason for why I couldn't see my son in a truly absurd way. To cooperate on bringing him to Gorot apartment. Why not? Uh, she doesn't feel her safe in that apartment. Why not? The she, because the last time she was there, she felt like she was taken hostage. Okay, but that's uh, ridiculous. Did you not hear? Did you not hear us talk about this on the tape? I'm asking her. What do you mean you're taken hostage? You can't. She has a key. She cannot be locked into this apartment. Nobody can be taken hostage here. Enki is the one who's a hostage out there. From me, I can't get in. Nobody, Daria cannot be locked in. I cannot stop her from leaving this apartment. And like you said, if I did, she could call the police. She's protected. So the idea that I held her hostage is a distortion. And then when we started talking about it on the tape, do you remember this part? I start asking her and then she, then I say, I sent your mom away. You voluntarily stayed overnight. You ate dinner with me. We spent time together the next morning. I went out. I came back, she stayed, then your mom came, and then she disappeared. And then, so on the tape, what happened? She starts talking about how I used the impolite form of EDTA, of ED, instead yes. of EDTA. What I wanted was for Natasha to do more than act as just the interpreter, normalizing her parents and Daria's behaviors. And when I asked her for that, uh, she would basically hit a wall. When I asked her to actually do something to help her sister, uh, she backed off and basically went. And when I asked her to help Daria, when I asked her what she could do to help Daria, she basically hid.
So what does that show you, Natasha? It shows you that, no, she was not taken hostage. Your mom was pissed off that she got sent away when she was trying to steal my kid again that night. That's what the source of this is, Natasha. That's, that's, look at the truth, please. She was, she's not in danger here. Well, this is like the, the different perception. Because there is no different perception, Natasha. There's a distortion and a lie going on over there. Like she, she didn't want to. She, you took her clothes, her her boots, and uh, she didn't even try to get Natasha. She did not even try to get out of bed. She called your mother from bed and told her, "Yeah, go home." She called your mother from the bed. She never even got out of the be- the bed once I left. Okay, Jason. He didn't want uh, like he, he, she didn't want to get to get things escalated. She just decided to let it go and not to get into a fight with her because she didn't want to get into a fight with her. So she like agreed. She didn't want to get in a fight with who? Her mom? With you? No, with you. With you because she wanted to leave and she saw that you were not in the mood for letting her go. So and she didn't want to get things escalated, and she decided to let it go. Well, that's not and being kept hostage. That's not being kept hostage, Natasha. That is responding to my guardianship rights as a father to insist that it's not good for the kid to drag him out in the middle of the night when he's been sick at nine nine thirty. I mean, at nine p.m. at night, and drag him all the way across. You refuse to go to to the pharmacy to bring him. So. Okay. Well. So she cannot be like relaxed. Yes. And- well, she's saying that if you want him, to, if you want to see him, why wouldn't you come? Because it's not about me wanting to see him. This is not about what I want. This is about he needs quality time, uninterrupted, undisturbed, enjoyable quality time with his father in a safe place where it's not tense. If I just wanted to see the kid, yes, I would just go out there. This is not for me. This is not for my enjoyment. This is not for my peace of mind. This is to restore the bond with his primary caregiver. This is not in my interests. This is not to serve my interests and my wants. This is about what's best for the child. That's, how, that's why I'm demanding, the, that's why these things are important. That's why I'm insisting that this will not work. I do not just want to go and see that he's okay and enjoy and see, enjoy seeing him. I want to be able to restore the bond that has been broken and damaged by these actions and by this long separation. This is not about what I want. It's not about me wanting to see him. Of course I want to see him. Think about how much I've been suffering for the last 10, uh, 16 days. I can't sleep. I don't think about anything else, Natasha, except seeing my son. You know, the idea that uh, I want to see my kid, Natasha, that doesn't even, that is so, that, that is, that is about a thousandth. That is a, that is a fraction of what I feel. I have felt so horrible and betrayed, deprived of the thing I love more than anything in the world. 
and constantly under threat that I'm never going to see him again. So if we want to talk about my feelings, that's going to take a lot more than I want to see him. And we're not talking about that. We're talking about what's best for the kid. That's what I'm, that's what I'm negotiating here. They're not. They're not actually negotiating the best interests of the kid. You need to step in and be Globny in the family and not negotiate for the best interests of the kid. Unfortunately. Do you understand the things I just said? Yes, yes, Jason. I mean, if we want to talk about how much pain I've been in, we can go on that. But I don't think that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how to get Enki some time with his dad in a place where your mother won't sabotage it, your father won't do God knows what, where Daria won't do God knows what, where we can just readjust and reintroduce and be like, remember who I am? I'm a great guy. You love me. I shaped your life more than anyone else before Daria's parents took you away without any reason. That's what needs to happen. Otherwise, this kid is going to be screwed up. He's already suffering, dude. He's already getting changed in a, in a bad way. And Daria made all kinds of crazy excuses saying that it would be spontaneous that that the police wouldn't come. All of the all of her rationales and her actions on that Dar uh the way Daria acted Natasha, I mean do, does that not like indicate to you that maybe she's not thinking rationally here? I don't know. I mean, that's what I really want to transition into. I'll tell I'll talk to you a little bit more about what's different in the US, but I just really wish you would think carefully about what this tape shows about the mental states of Daria relative to your parents at this point. I find it to be very disturbing. Okay. And I, I don't know. I mean, I want to talk. That's what I really care about. I care about Daria's mental state, and I care about how that's going to affect our son. I care about what's going on between her and your parents and why she's acting this way. Uh, this... I don't know if we should get into this because. Uh, All right, well, let's stop. But don't do it. Don't do it yet. Just think about it. Just know that that's what really matters to me. Okay, but let me tell you what would be different in the U.S. And just take some time and think okay. about that while I talk. Okay. How do you account for the sneaking out? It's because there's something else going on. It's because there's something else wrong, and she's doing. There's something else going on. I. Well, did you read some of those gatekeeping materials I sent you? I'm not going to. I don't want to go into yeah, interpretations. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah, I read, I read it. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, then, I don't know. I want you to supply the interpretation. I'm not going to go, but I'm just saying you can't account for taking the kid in secret repeatedly and doing things like not replying, not giving me... She hasn't sent a single picture. I haven't seen that kid. Basically, like, even if you need to have separation, you need to organize a way for me to have access to the kid. If you don't, then you need to have an account of that. And you don't, she does not have a rationale for that. So I agree with you.
but I have not been getting that participation from the other side, and this is a really big problem. So. Okay, I will try to to speak with the other side as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah. sorry, I have to get back to work. Okay, thank you so much for talking with me. Uh, okay, no problem, and uh, send me, text me, or call, call me if you need it again. Okay, I will. Okay, okay. Bye well, now. good night, Jason. Good night. And, uh, okay. All right. Okay, take care. All right, take care. Okay, bye bye. In those days and weeks in mid-November it was killing me to be apart from my son and from my wife for what I felt was no reason and I had nowhere to turn for help or support out of fear that I might end up hurting myself or that it might be used against me in a legal context I stopped drinking altogether and to help me with that I began attending evening worship daily at a small Russian Orthodox cathedral in the center of Komsomolsk Namoria. This has been episode two of Russia Lost. <laughs>